is a bloody disgusting podcast network. Because of the bizarre nature of this birthday party, no one will be admitted during the last 10 minutes. Boils and ghouls, lock your doors and strap yourselves in. From Los Angeles, California, Bloody Disgusting presents the Boo Crew Podcast. Horror news, commentary, reviews, interviews, and more. With your hosts, Lauren and Trevor Shand and Leone D'Antonio. I'm Leo. I'm Lauren. I'm Trevor. And this is your Boo Crew Podcast, episode 396. Thank you so much for choosing to spend some of your time with us, a decision you might very well regret over the next little bit here as you journey down the horror highway with us. You sound like a flight attendant. Like, thank you for joining. I don't know. It's very flight. On your right, we are passing Camp Crystal Lake. Springwood coming up in 666 miles on the way to Haddonfield. Nice. Thank you for choosing Boo Crew. I would take that flight. (laughs) Hell yeah. Everybody's been checking out, at least horror fans have been checking out the last voyage of the Demeter. And they've been giving it so much love. But it's bombing at the box office at the same time. Which is, is frustrating. Stephen King, Guillermo del Toro, singing its praises. It's hard to impress those guys. It is. Dude. It's, it's a sad thing that it's not doing well at the box office, so... Go see it. We're going to see it. I haven't seen it yet, but I want to see it. Lauren, you want to see it? Oh, I'm so excited. Leo, you are, have you seen it yet, Leo? I have not seen it yet, but Andre Overdahl is one of my favorite directors, so I, I got to see it. All right. Get out there and support The Last Voyage of the Demeter. And I, I just found out, I didn't know this, but it's an adaptation of the seventh chapter of Bram Stoker's 1897 novel titled Captain's Log. So it chronicles the fate of the doomed merchant ship, the Demeter, on its voyage from the Black Sea port of Varna to Whitby, England. Man, I want to take a Disney cruise. <laughs> right? It makes you think of that. Yeah, it does. You know you know who's in the movie? Who? David Dustin yes. Of course, yes. He's in anything good yeah. these days. Yep. Good horror movie, David Dustin And um, Javier Botet. Oh, yeah. In full creature costume. He should just live in yeah. creature costumes. Like, just wake up, footy pajamas, creature costume. Speaking of footy pajamas, if, if we sound a little... Uh, slow on our on our uh, laurels is that what they say i don't know oh god i don't know we're slow today because we're really exhausted today was the first day of school for our kids out here and uh, it was uh, an algebraic equation trying to figure out how to get all these kids to all these different schools four kids three school. three schools everybody at different times yeah everybody starts at a different time everybody ends at a different time even the ones who go to the same school end at a different time Oh, no. Stupid. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's two of us and kids start at this. Some kids start at the exact same time. Yeah. So figure that out. Oh, gosh. So we were kind of we've been kind of trying to figure out how to build the life again. Yeah. Right. Because over, over the summer, it's just a chaotic free for all mess. And you listening. I, maybe if you've got kids, you're going through the same thing or soon will be. And you can uh, empathize with us on this one. It's it's rough readjusting. It really is. I'm exhausted. And then just packing lunches. Packing lunches is a pain in the butt. Yeah, and you got to pre-pack, right? That's the yeah. best way. And nobody likes the same thing. <laughs> and then... Lunchables. Of, yeah, they they won't eat. Only one of them will eat Lunchables. That's the thing. Yeah, not, not two kids will eat the same thing. One will like Lunchables. One will like only Uncrustables. And then half the time, they'll send the stuff back. Yeah. 
So real fun. Anyway, enough about that. Starting off with Sweet Streams and what's new in your device and in theaters at the time of release for the week of August 14th, 2023. And in fact, it's the 15th today, which means it's my birthday today. Well, it's technically, it's still the 14th. It's still the 14th when recording it, but this is going to come out on my birthday. Yes. Happy birthday. Thank you. Happy I won't even, birthday, dude. Uh, thank you. I won't even say how old I am. It's depressing. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so adjacent to LA where we are located is Long Beach, California. And there resides a massive ocean liner known as... The Queen Mary. The Queen Mary. Launched in 1934 by the makers of the Titanic, is said to be one of the most haunted places in the world. So directed by Gary Shore, evil has a new vessel in Haunting of Queen Mary on VOD August 18th. <laughs> it explores the mysterious and violent incidents that occurred around a family curse on Halloween night. That's not curse. That's cruise on Halloween night in 1938. I said we were tired and I'm not lying. And their connection to the present. I'm in two tickets to the captain suite, please. Protocol hell itself, baby. Okay. Did they film in the actual Queen Mary? I I read a a synopsis that said at the time when they were prepping it, when it was a different director, that was the goal. So I'm I'm assuming. Yeah. That's okay. Because it's the di- first day of school. I know. Exactly. I know some digital wraparound technology was used, like giant screens. Oh, cool. So to film some of their stuff, nice. they, they use that. So, But uh, yeah, check it out. I'm sure you'll be able to tell if you're familiar with the Queen Mary. I have never been on any of the haunted Queen Mary tours. Leo, have you done this? I have many years ago, though, before like how it's done today. Like, like before they would have all these mazes and all the mazes at the end would end like at the big ballroom aside from that you can book the private tours to get like the you know a tour of the engine room and like the hallways and certain you know rooms and suites that were haunted and stories that go along with it so those were fun i'm not sure if they do that today or not in that capacity wasn't there a k-rock halloween ball at the queen mary yes yeah there was what i'm referring to yeah that was really fun. So I went you there. Were. I went there that one time, but we couldn't really see anything. We, our, our our costumes were horribly. What's the word? You can't see. You can't hear. It's like sensory deprivation. Yep. Yeah. You were Frank the Bunny. Yes, that was a really fun costume. People thought you were a guy, and they were trying to give you drinks, and girls were hitting <laughs> on you all night. <laughs> That was really funny. I guess that doesn't mean you, yeah. they thought you were a guy. They just, I, I don't know. They just thought Frank <laughs> the Bunny was hot in some way. Yeah. Oh, he does scream hot, doesn't he? And I was the guy from Nightbreed. Oh, yeah, that really cool man. That's yeah. right. I forget the name of the character. Oh, why can't I remember the name of the character? The guy with the button eyes. The zipper of, mouth. The zipper mouth. If this was Joe Rogan, we'd like call the producer like, hey, look up the look up Nightbreed. We don't we Young don't have Jamie, a producer. Look it up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, we don't know. Uh, if, you, if you want a producer job, please apply. We pay nothing, unfortunately. <laughs> hey, hey, Terror Teen Scarlet, look it up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Terror Teen Scarlet. We'll get her in here. Uh, okay, four teenagers get into a car crash before staying at a summer house in the U.S. countryside when a masked figure starts terrorizing them. Filmed in Norway, Alex Heron's Dark Wind Windows is out August 18th, and on Shutter, Gail Rankin and Molly Ringwald, Secret wow. Life of the American Teenager, and every 80s movie ever, movie ever made. 
Wow, yeah. They're in a movie called Bad Things. It's about a snowy weekend getaway that takes a ski lift to terror. But I might be lying about the ski lift part. <laughs> I just know it's a resort, so I'm assuming there's a ski lift. There's snow involved. There should be. There a, should be a ski lift. Yeah. There should be. <laughs> in horror video game news, this is this is huge. August 18th, the release of Gun Interactive's The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It's actually a date that also marks the 50-year anniversary of the events that took place in the original movie. So each match is made up of seven players, and this is fun. Four of you take the role of victims, and three become the Sawyer clan. Ooh. I just hope it's not as impossible as that Evil Dead game. Oh, gosh. We're so bad at that. Yeah, I've got the the PS5. Or is it sure. the PS6? Is there a PS6? No, it's no, a, a five. five. Okay. Got the PS5. Almost specifically for... My, I was excited to play the Evil Dead game because they had just announced at the time the Evil Dead like 2013 pack and you could play against Mia. Yeah. And I tried nice. that fucking thing, dude. He almost threw I, I, the... I think I, I might have thrown the controller. Yeah. Like, I could not for the life of me make a dent on Mia in the cabin where you're trying to is she walks in the cabin and you have a certain amount of time to I think you're shooting her with a staple gun I don't know to knock her out and go on to the next thing I could not she'd get me every single time every time within seconds and then you gotta wait and reload the game and oh my god it was frustrating why do they make it so hard I don't know when I was a kid video games were fucking easy right just mash your buttons shoot the thing punch the thing whatever done this was so hard and then when I did beat I couldn't even figure out what the hell to do next <laughs> like my car ran out of gas yes. why did they do that in games make it right. so impossible like don't make the car run out of gas <laughs> oh my god why does it got to be like real life real life is shitty enough <laughs> games not- are supposed to not stress you out they're supposed to be like stress release right oh my god oh my god it drove me crazy and it makes me sad because i love I love the game was cool. It looks amazing. Have you reviewed this somewhere with this? <laughs> yeah, it sounds like there's a Reddit thread somewhere. Right? Uh, oh, I don't know, man. I just maybe someone out there can give me tips on how to vanquish Mia and, and move along on this game. Yeah. Can you do a remote? Like, can you play with other people? I think so. Yeah. If See you this out. I, I sound so out of touch and old. Oh my gosh. I, that's, you know, my birthday comes into this, right? I am fucking old. That's funny. Uh, anyway. All right. Well, let's move on to uh, severed headlines. So we learned that John McPhail has a new film. Oh, called, I love him. Yeah. Dear David is coming out October 13th. So John did our one of our most favorite Zomcom holiday musicals of all time. Maybe the only yeah. uh, one of its kind. Anna and the Apocalypse. Anna and the Apocalypse? It's an, uh, I always think of Death Proof and the girl's like, it's Anna Banana, not Anna Banana. I thought it was Anna. I don't know. I don't know, but it was damn good. It was really good. Either way. So Dear David is based on a series of creepy viral tweets by a BuzzFeed artist named Adam Ellis chronicling the ghost of a dead child haunting his apartment. I don't know. Did, Leo, did you remember this? This is like in 2017. Yeah, vaguely though. Right yeah. Now. It was like a series. He had photos, videos, sound recordings, and right. it was a really cool story and purportedly true. I don't know if it was ever debunked, but the movie follows Adam's journey and it stars Justin Long, Andrea Bang, and Augustus Crew. That film's due out October 13th. Speaking of viral, have you guys been following 
that lady who was yelling on the plane, that motherfucker's not real. Oh, yes. yeah. It turns out it was not a shapeshifter or interdimensional being. Uh, it was a family member who stole her iPods, her AirPods. What? Yeah. And Carrot Top was on the plane, too. What? Are you making this shit? No. Famous prop comic Carrot Top was on that very plane. And I think he might have had the context for the, the stolen AirPods. That's so weird. And they figured out who the lady was. She actually like came out and said, oh, this is me. So she's a marketing exec from Dallas. Wow. Funny thing is she apologized, but she didn't explain who she was talking yeah, to. Yeah, she never did. It. She never explained it. <laughs> she never explained it. Yeah, that would have made too much sense. Lizard. Yeah, yeah. I saw someone I actually made a gray or lizard sitting there. <laughs> yeah, someone made a painting of that event. Like a canvas oil painting. Oh, jeez. It's fantastic. And she's like, the lady's pointing. That's hilarious. And then uh, it's like Bigfoot painted in there (laughs) and aliens and like Mothman and all this stuff for all the passengers. It's brilliant. I wish I could remember the artist. I forget. I saw it on Instagram. You know, these things, they just pop up and then they're gone the next moment you flick through. I'm sure if you Google it, you'll find it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, also, if you want the embalmed hand from Danny and Michael Philippou's smash hit Talk to Me, A24 is making a version you can take home. At least that's what that post on Twitter suggested. Suggested. Everybody's freaking out about it. They also. Uh, <laughs> I'm a mess. I'm a mess. Can we just start recording this from the beginning, please? Oh, man. Uh, they also announced a forthcoming sequel in the works. Leo, have you seen Talk to Me yet? No, not Oh, oh my oh, god. Man. This is unbelievable. We should let oh, them know. Yes. But you yeah. still have not seen it. I Are don't you? even know if no. I can talk to you. How do, how do you avoid spoilers at this point with everybody talking? Well, yeah, don't don't let them know cuz I don't want them I don't want to show up in their videos. Right? Um but you know, I, mean, I was supposed to check it out this past weekend and I you know, wasn't feeling well so I was, was kind of like uh, okay, another night, another day. But it's still on my list. It's my top to go see. It's that one, and then after that, I'm going to go see Last Voyage of the Demeter. Yeah, that's a great double yeah. feature, man. Yeah. Got to do yeah, it up. Great. Yeah, I think Talk to Me is still staying in theaters for a bit more, man. It's killing it out there. It's doing so, so well. Yeah, it's been like, what, $40 million, right? It's so good for those guys. It's like the best crew yes. ever, the best team ever. We haven't had the chance to talk about this, but our buddy Christopher Landon... Happy Death Day, Paranormal Activity Franchise, Freaky, all that great stuff. We'll be taking the reins for Scream 7, and this is going to let Radio Silence work on an original horror film for Universal. Great news all around. Why do you think Chris is perfect for Scream? Because he's amazing. He just, he gets humor. He does. And he gets slashers. And yeah, he's got a rigid, a really original approach to slashers and makes them. He's got like, interesting. A, yeah, he's got a great energy about all the stuff he does. Yeah. Like all the stuff he does is not pedestrian by any means. Right. It's always extraordinary. There's always a right. extra something extra to it. They're fast paced, vibrant. And he always pay, picks really good actors. Yeah. And he knows how to choreograph gore. Yes. And he has like scenes that look so beautiful in Freaky when Catherine Newton is walking back in the high school and the confetti's dropping Mm. and it slows down. It's just, it's beautiful. What was your favorite Happy Death Day? Did you like the original or the the follow up? The original is my favorite. 
I like that. I don't know. I like the time machine whole. I mean, I like two as well, but I like the first one the best. For fans of Happy Death Day, you might be interested in this. October 7th, we are getting a new comedy slasher called Totally Killer. And that's from Blumhouse and Amazon. And it's Kiernan Shipka. Oh, wow. Plays Jamie, whose mom is terrorized by someone called the Sweet 16 Killer, who slaughters a group of teens back in the 80s. So Kiernan, with the help of her friend, travels back in time to team up with her teen mom. My God. To the 80s and try and stop the killer. Wow. It's like Back to the Future. That's crazy. Slasher. Yeah. And when does that come out? October 7th. Wow. Man, we got an amazing October coming. I can't wait. Right? So we got that, uh, the John McPhail movie, and uh, of course, Mike Flanagan's Fall in the House of Usher. That's going to be insane. It's going to be insane. Leo, have you seen the teaser photos? Yeah, it's going to be pretty pretty cool. This is going to be so, so awesome. And then all these haunts that are coming. I mean, we're going to find out uh, out here. We got Knott's Scary Farm, kind of the one that started um, that started it all. We're going to find right. out, I believe, on the 24th what they got in store. I think it's they're doing an anniversary thing, too. Is it 50 years? I think it is. It's something, yeah. And Universal Halloween Horror Nights, Evil Dead Rise. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Stop. The Boo Crew will be right back. Poor Virginia. The senior class snobs at Crawford High have finally agreed to come to her party. Nothing but the best for my little girl. And now all the guests are being murdered. In the strangest way possible. This is not the kind of night for running around. At the rate they're going, there'll be nobody left to celebrate with. And now for you. Happy birthday to me. Starring Melissa Sue Anderson and Glenn Ford. Because of the bizarre nature of this birthday party, no one will be admitted during the last 10 minutes. Happy birthday to me. From Columbia Pictures. Happy birthday to me. Rated R. Under 17, not admitted without parent. Happy birthday. Pray you're not invited. Dusts a fright flick off the shelf for ah! Horror Homework. Horror Homework, the segment where we talk about things we've seen, make recommendations, or highlight films worth a rewatch. We will begin with Leo. For this time, uh, I went a little international, not too far away. I went south of the border to Mexico, and I checked out a movie, and I'm going to tell you just the first part of the title to test your AP Spanish language skills. Mm. Uh, the title of the movie is called Wasera. Do you know what that means? I couldn't even guess. Uh, Googling is not No, I'm fair. not. I'm not Googling it. Oh, no, do- I, I don't know. What are you doing? Working? Shh. Are you fucking working Shh. again? Shh. Oh my Dear terror team. <laughs> what does this mean? Yeah, Scarlett started her Spanish, uh, her high school Spanish class. I never took Spanish. I was uh, up in Canada. We took French. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So unfortunately... Um, I have no excuse. Yeah, you do. You probably took Spanish, Lauren, right? Born and raised in L.A.? I did. I was not very good at it. <laughs> What's the word again, Leo? Wesera. 
uh, Wish. Very close, very close. So the title, the title of the movie is Wasera, the Bone Woman. Have you guys, have you guys seen this? No, no, have not heard of it. Have not seen it. Tell us all about it's, it. It's great, man. It's uh, director Michelle Garza Cervera. It's her uh, big debut movie. She, this, I mean, this movie's got a fantastic cast. It's a very, very slow burn, but it does have some, some, some parts, some paranormal things, and some supernatural things, and it touches on the real life aspects of why people go to these people. So, uh, uh, for example, a wasera in, in if you go to Mexico, there's a lot of occult activity going on there. So a lot of people go there to get like to get uh, cleansed, right? And they see a form of a witch doctor to get cleansed. And this specific woman. Like the, like the bone woman, she performed a cleansing on you, and it's, you know, so your life can be better, or your curse can go away, or whatever, you know? So it's interesting, because in real life, when they do these things, they have little aspects of religion. At the same time, it's very occultish, you know? So it's like, it's almost like witchcraft, you know, in, in some cases. The premise of this movie is very simple. There's a, there's a, the lead character, Valeria, played by Natalia Solian, who's fantastic in the movie, she's trying to get pregnant with her husband. So she has a long dream of becoming a mother. And after learning that she's pregnant, she expects to feel happy and her life to change and all that. But yet something's very off. And she starts to experience like weird dreams and, and paranormal activity and being stalked. Just weird stuff like that might be tied into the visit that she had you know, with this bone woman, you know? The movie's very, like I said, it's very, it's a slow burn. It's very well made. It's very well shot. It's, it's, there's a lot of suspense. Kind of keeps you guessing because there's a lot, there's a lot of things, you know, here's a pregnant woman working with a table saw, you know, or having to go down flights of stairs or there's a dog. So there's all these aspects where you're like watching the movie and you're kind of like, oh, something's going to happen here. Something's going to happen there, you know, like something awful. Maybe it does. Maybe it doesn't, you know, but there is a big trigger warning. There is an issue uh, in the movie that has to do with postpartum depression. And, like, people that, you know, act out violently and stuff and do things. So when I saw that, I was kind of thinking, man, that's, I don't know. Because I know a lot of people that have gone through that. Mm -hmm. A lot of women, you know. I keep thinking, I'm like, can I recommend this to any of my women, you know, my my, my friends that have gone through this, you know, because it's very triggering, you know. And I'm like, probably not. But there are some very creepy visuals and things that happen. Um, but I, I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. Um, this might be my first movie that I've seen that deals with the like the occult activity in Mexico. Like again, a healer. You know, people go down there to get healed. So I don't know if there are other movies that predate this that were just as big and popular. I know there are more coming for sure. It's a big deal right now. It's like people have moved away from religion. They don't believe in God anymore. They believe in things like death like santa muerte you know the cartels pray to that you know or they go to these healers they do these cleansings on them you know they blow smoke on them or rub mm. an egg on over their body you know whatever we like weird stuff you know but the truth is that's very occultish it's very rooted in paganism witchcraft you know so what you get is like you know you, you just don't know i recommend it the movie's currently playing on shutter yeah it's a mexican made movie it's subtitled um very well made and uh, creepy, uh, creepy aspects, creepy uh, parts of the movie for sure, and it's a fun little ride. 
Wow, that sounds intense, man. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, and grounded in in stuff that's actually going on, right? In the culture yeah. down there. That's that's wild, man. I'm in. I'm totally down. Lauren, yours is kind of along the lines of something grounded in actual events. So I started watching this show on HBO Max. Let me tell you, I had to go through like six streaming services. I'm like, where did I watch this? What is this? Because there's a lot of similar things just like that. So um, I saw them and I was like, wait, this is not the show I was watching. So it is a TV show. It's called Signs of a Psychopath. I don't know. Leo, have you checked that show out? No, not yet. It's a, it's a documentary. Is it a documentary TV series or like a scripted? It's like they'll show. It's kind of both i would say like reenactments and stuff so there's reenactments i mean they don't show the actual murders right but they'll show like um the actual psychopath person in the police station and their conversation with lawyers or detectives and it's just real raw conversation and then just the questions that the detectives ask are so crazy because the answers just blow your mind the first episode oh my gosh it just the things it's just so scary to see someone be so aloof and just like oh like it's nothing to kill someone and it just makes you so scared because this person like there are people, people like, like that. that yeah they they're just like yeah. chameleons and they'll adapt to any situation and they're just like void of any emotion or guilt or like repercussions soulless. like they yeah. don't care what happens to them either like, no they, no and it, it's done really well um and it just i can't believe like how deep they go on some of these um because each episode is a different psychopath um and they just they get into the details so if you're squeamish you might not want to watch this and if you're eating you also might not want to watch this oh well because these psychopaths do not hold back they will tell you exactly what they did and if the person fought what they did to accomplish what they had in mind. They'll talk to different doctors and psychologists and try to figure out like what were the signs like and a lot of them are just brutally honest like we don't understand like I don't understand I think the majority of society doesn't understand how these people operate. I think that's why, yeah, that that's part of the fascination, right? Like how? The beginning of each episode, it says, would you see the signs? You know, I, I started to learn a lot about the traits of psychopaths. And yeah, there there was just this guy and he just did not care like... It's so weird. It's just so scary and creepy that someone could be. It's just like a real monster. Having learned the traits of a psychopath in the way they explain it. Do you think you've come across 
a psychopath or psychopaths at some point in your life? There there are people who are ringing bells when you see some of this stuff like, hmm. Yeah. I. Oh, yeah. I I know. Lauren, for sure. I know you have because we both used to work in the same place. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly the person that I was thinking about. Yeah. It's uh, it's scary. That's yeah. That's a. An evil rabbit hole to fall down, I would imagine. How many shows are in this series? That is a good... Or episodes? I think it started in 2020. Oh, wow. So... It's ongoing still? Yes. And it's got... Yeah, there's like five seasons or something. Yeah. There's a lot. I mean, it's crazy that there are that many out there. that They all need shows. But... It's it's so it's also so sad. You you have to watch like a Disney movie after just to get through it. But fascinating and educational at the same time in terms of what increasing awareness. Yeah, just and what to yeah, look under, for. Under, also, just gosh, yeah. Again, there's a fascination with how how do people get to that stage because there's seems to be a lot of people who have gone there luckily not the majority of people but there are people and it makes zero sense yeah like this one guy he he knew he he's like he knew he was different and that his perception of love is different than most everybody else's you know he killed someone that he thought he loved and was the killing it as far as he was concerned, an expression of that love. He was just, he didn't like people. Like he's like, I don't like people. I don't like being around them. I don't want them in my life. And it just made him feel good. Now were these people, I mean, not to harp on this and not to take anything away from the experience of watching the show and making these discoveries on your own. But is there anything in common that they have <clears throat> as far as coming out this way? Um, is it experiential? Is it things that they've gone through as a kid? Are, are some born like this? Or is it always kind of a victim of their environment? I think it depends. Like the <clears throat> one I saw, well, I saw a few, but the first one that I had seen, he said that he knew he was different hmm. ever since he was a little yeah. boy that he knew that i mean he killed a cat oh wow the the family cat and was just like oh by the way i, I did this jeez and and what's it what's this show called again uh signs of a psychopath yeah wow all right that's uh sorry to depress everybody. no that sounds like that sounds like something wow and it is and then part of me feels bad for being interested sure. in something because i'm like i think of the victims and you know it's heartbreaking that that was someone's mother yeah. or sister or brother but I, again i understand that the curiosity is still like how can someone be this way yeah right how did this happen you can't help but wonder. Yeah. And you want answers. You want some sort of answers. Yeah. And I mean, there's none. Yeah. Like, there's n- yeah, there's none. Oof. Yeah. That is chilling. Yeah. It's dark. 
Well, to on a brighter note, I guess. One night I Googled most okay. scary movies on Tubi. And what came up was Antrim. <laughs> so I turned it on Finally. and I chickened out. I chickened oh, out. Jesus. Oh, no. I watched the documentary part of the beginning and then the notice came up. So it says on the screen and it times, it, it has a clock, it ticks down. This says, is the homework you're turning in? No, well, it says, I'm going, going on from this, but it says legal notice by continuing to watch this film. You agree that the producers of this film have made you aware of the history and dangers associated with Antrim. The producers, distributors, cast, crew, unions, and theater management on all levels are released of all liability from any event that occurs to you during or after your screening, including but not limited to illness, injury, mortal danger, or death. If you disagree in any way with this notice, you must leave the theater now. This would play at screenings, allegedly, and it played in our TV, and it just stays up there for an uncomfortable amount of time, giving you a chance to just stop. And I stopped. Of course. I chickened out. So, I once again have not seen Andrew. <laughs> So you're sorry to disappoint. Is incomplete. Leo's watched it though. Leo's watched it. It looks yes. incredible. Like the, the the screenshots I've seen, the the clips I've seen, looks incredible. I mean, obviously, it was made to look like it was filmed in the in the seventies. Yes, and it's it's a it's the filmmakers have come out to say it's like a a I don't know, a mockumentary at the beginning into a film that you know was staged to be this cursed film, but man. The detail they've gone into creating this is so so good. Do you remember? Uh, do you remember uh, the the commercial for uh, might have been Pepsi? I think the uh, I like to teach the world to say yes. Wasn't that like a very hippie-ish, like yes, cultish, like a bunch of people exactly kind of midsummer kind of thing? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what the movie feels like. Oh. except there's very few characters in the movie. But I, but I will say this, dude. I, I think I've said it before that. I felt weird watching the movie, man. Like, well, because yeah. it has all that, it has all that hype, right? So that makes you feel uncomfortable. So you're you're already thinking of stuff in your head, right? There's subliminal stuff. There's yeah, there's stuff that because that's the story that like they the part of the story in the documentary is this this film has been unearthed and it's been uh, tampered with over time. So people have spliced things in, but there's actually stuff spliced in. Yes. And that's where it gets freaky, man. Right? Subconscious, you know, what's it called? Subliminal. Right? Right. Oh. And, and it's like the, demonic know, sigils the, and stuff, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. I mean, when, when you get to the plot, and I, and I won't tell you the plot, but when you get to the meet up, the plot, or the beginning, the beginning of the plot, and you have the older sister and, and the little brother, they're on a mission to do something, and you're kind of like, you're going to do what? Wow. They're all, like just, they're all just like nonchalant about it. They're like... Grab a shovel, let's start digging, you know, whatever, you know, and you're like, why? I don't tell you people. I'll tell you what what <laughs> compels me to this so much is the fact that it scares me so much. It's it reminds me of like when I first started watching horror movies as a kid and that trepidation and that actual fear of like, oh my god, is something gonna happen in real life if I watch this movie? I felt that right. like while watching Creep Show. I thought my dad was like gonna be killed at the movie screening because the poster was the skeleton at the box office and he went That's to right. see that in the theater I was like oh my god my whole family's gonna die at this th- at this thing and they're yeah. not gonna come home and this gives me that feeling like stuff like this and Demon House give me that feeling and it like it, it just on such a deep level disturbs me so one day I'm probably gonna force myself to watch it 
and I'll light sage and I don't know what else I have to do. Uh, but anyway, because I didn't watch that, I went on to the next movie on the list of the most scariest movies on Tubi. And it was 2009's Triangle. I never even heard of this movie before. Triangle. Triangle. Holy hell, I was impressed with this movie. This is like at three in the morning over the summer here that I checked this out. And I'll tell you, it's another one to add to the mystique of 2009. And why that year, it's proof to me why that year continues to be some sort of portal of the coolest shit ever made. So not only was our firstborn child born in 2009... Drag Me to Hell came out in 2009. Jennifer's Body, House of the Devil, The Last House on the Left remake, The Loved Ones, Orphan, right? It's an incredible year for horror. And this movie, 2009's Triangle. So it was written and directed by a British filmmaker named Christopher Smith. Non-spoiler plot points here. Uh, Jess, played by Melissa George, who starred in the Amityville horror remake back in 2005, is Karen Lutz. She plays a single mother who goes on a boating trip with her friends. Just an afternoon pleasure cruise on the sailboat. Well, things go freaking insane real quick. This is a mind-bending page turner of a film shocking moments and cool twists that i promise you will not see coming i thought i would be able to guess i it threw me for a loop every time and it just plays this wonderful dichotomy of thriller action horror mystery and it's got liam hemsworth thrown in for good measure out of the blue it's <laughs> shot in location in australia premiered at london fright fest august 27 2009 scored by an award-winning composer named christian henson who worked on tons of projects including the Tales of Halloween anthology film. It's free on Tubi. If you have not seen it, I strongly, strongly recommend. It is so fun. Anything else, anybody? Nice. Are we good to close the chapter on this uh, train wreck? All right, here we go. That was the Boo Crew Podcast, episode 396. I don't know if it does deserve the, the title of episode. I don't know. Thank you for being the most important part of it, though, seriously, for listening. As always, your quick review and rating is more than welcome on Apple Podcasts. They help us immensely in continuing to grow the show as well. We just love hearing from you. Production tracks for this one provided by the great Powerman 5000. Till next time, for myself, Lauren and Leo, it is the Boo Crew saying sweet screams. Booyah. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Boo Crew Podcast. Haunt the Boo Crew at TalesFromTheBooCrew.com. Tales from the Boo Crew on Facebook and Instagram. Follow us on Twitter at TalesFromTheBoo. The Boo Crew is Lauren and Trevor Shams and Leone D'Antonio. The Boo Crew is produced by Lauren Shen, chopped and sliced by Trevor Shen. The Boo Crew is a TSP creation, part of the Bloody Disgusting Podcast Network. Bye! A Bloody Disgusting Podcast Network, home of the Boo Crew. Horror-centric interviews, SCP archives, weekly full-cast storytelling, horror queers, genre commentary from an LGBTQ perspective, and creepy for disturbing and terrifying creepypastas. Listen free wherever you stream audio and at bloodydisgusting.com slash podcasts.